This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, welcome back to Gilmy Talks. This is Gilmy again, and I just want to say, welcome back. I am so happy to be back on and doing my show again. I just needed a break for a little bit after the 300 ep- episodes, which is a lot. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to come back with a good dear friend, John Scott from the Johners Podcasting Network from the Wrestling with Johners show. If you have not checked him out, what are you doing? Pause this, go go check out his stuff, and then come on come on back. Oh wait, welcome back, guys. <laughs> well, me and John talk about wrestling, podcasting, and a whole bunch of other stuff. A couple of things. I'm just gonna make this intro kind of short and sweet. Just dipping my toe back in, but I'm so happy to be doing this. This again, guys. As I say during the episode a whole bunch, it's, I truly missed doing the show on a regular basis. And just thanks for for waiting and coming back, guys, because this is a fantastic show. John is a great guest. If you have never had John Scott on your show and you're a podcaster, DM him. He's a great guest. Uh, love the Love the guy. Love his show. And he's been a podcasting friend of mine for years. And I just want to say thank you so much to John for coming back on. It's always fun. I'm gonna to try to get try to get him on more often, but we're both both fairly fairly busy busy dudes. Uh, so, but a couple things. Uh, I'm going to be talking more on the back half about my absence and why I haven't been been doing the show. Um, on the back half. But before that, go check out Shirtcasters for that shirt for the perfect podcaster in you. Uh, my shirt company is going to be getting some new designs, new logos, all going up for Christmas. And delivery, I think, is two to three days. So if you want that Gilmy Talks merch, that's where you can get it. Check out the link in the uh, in the bio. If you want something a little more edgy, go check out Offend T Cities. Also in the uh, in the uh, in the bio there, guys. Uh, go check out batsintheabelfreeart.com. She is taking commissions right now for Christmas time. And that's all I got, guys, for the intro. John Scott, the man from Wrestling with Johnos, coming up right now. Talk to you on the back half. Good morning, good evening, good night. How's everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again. I am back. This is my first interview back, and I am so, so fucking excited. I got John Scott. Five-year anniversary time, guys. The myth, the legend himself, the man who I am lucky enough to call friend. How the fuck are 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 you, John? And hopefully, guys, one thing before I uh, I I get to you. Remember, my show's eighteen plus. You can say a bad word. We're <laughs> <laughs> from the UK. We don't swear in the UK. We, we, well, we do actually. <laughs> I think well, I, I've been doing my show for, for five years, and I think I've only said the S word maybe once. That's, and I always say to my guests, uh, absolutely fine, you can swear, you can say what you want, but it, it's a curse. As soon as I say that, they don't swear. Whenever I forget to give them that warning before we go live, uh, they swear and they go, oh, sorry, Johnners, uh, I didn't mean to do that. Is that okay? It's like, yes, it's my fault. I should have told you to start off with. Uh, but uh, it, it's great to be back on your show. It's, it's been a hot minute since uh, I've been on Gilby Talks um, and, and great to be your first guest back. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. It's uh, kind of late afternoon, early evening over here in the UK, and uh, I, I just couldn't think of a better, you know, time than to be spent with yourself, um, and uh, let's say we've been good friends for a while now, but it has been a hot minute. Oh yeah, and it has been, I've, I have honestly missed you, bud. It has been way too long. We, and we, we message, we talk, it just... You're over over in the UK running the Johnners Network, which is amazing. By the by the way, if you are not subscribed or, or following that, there's a ton of amazing shows. 
Gomi talks. <coughs> um, <laughs> and also Jono's. And man, we when you said five years, you made me feel old, dude. Like, wow, it's crazy, isn't it? Because um, as long as five years is, and in reality, five years is a long time. It's gone in a blink of an eye, Justin. It really, really has. And um, I, I, I can't remember actually recording episode one to be honest with you i can remember kind of the, the inspiration behind wanting to do the show which i think we touched on when we first spoke oh, yeah. uh, i can remember all of that i, I can remember the, the, the nerves and one thing i could which is really quite ironic um saying i can't remember recording episode one i can't specifically but i know that them first caught 10 12 maybe 20 episodes it was right cut edit cut edit say this little bit it was almost as if i was saying one word and piecing them together all the way through to like a 45 minute episode it must have been a thousand cuts per episode um and just to get it to sound semi amateur <laughs> but it was absolutely horrendous i've never gone back and listened to episode one or episode two don't uh, believe <laughs> absolutely destroy me and to think that it was so bad so horrendous so very very early episodes with all the cuts and edits and trying to make it seamless oh yeah and now for the for the last three years um, i've been doing it live uh which goes from one extreme to another um so uh yeah it, it's, it's just been a, a thrill ride but uh, we'll talk all about that because yeah i'm sure you've got to tons you want to ask but uh, oh yeah man. i'm doing great and Wrestling with John's five years, all I can say is, wow, I'm just, my mind is blown with the opportunities I've had, the people I've spoken to. It's just been a thrill ride. As as somebody who's been watching you grow, and I am so happy to see the growth of your show, and you working with Progress, Wrestle Carnival, so many other, like, dude, you talked to Johnny Saint. Man. How cool is that? Just, not just I, 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 I've got a good friend in the business and he hooks me up with some of these legends um, and to be honest with you I'd say 98% of all my guests I've gone out and I've sourced myself um, and uh, or I've built relationships with at shows and then kind of oh, yeah. said look you know, would, you, would you come on it's like genres for you absolutely but since I started this legends masterclass series as, as a little bit of a uh, kind of a, uh, a side thing to wrestling with Johnners. Um, Johnny Saint has always been top of the list. I mean, let's be honest. When you yeah. think of traditional British wrestling, wrestling, when you think of world of sport wrestling, wrestling, Johnny Saint is up there as numero uno. Um, and there's people you can't speak to because they're no longer with us, like yeah. uh, Rollable Rocco and you know one or two others. But Johnny Saint is, is, is up there. So so the WWE had him under contract for what five years or so um, as their GM of their NXT UK show, but. Johnny Saint is renowned for not using social media. You can't get a hold of oh, the guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit of a techni- technophobe, um, you know, and, and that's fully understandable considering he's in his 70s now. So this good friend of mine um, who does hook me up with some legends, um, I, I, I messaged him and I said, look, you must know Johnny Saint. You've worked with him for many years. You couldn't hook us up, could you? He goes, John has... Let me, let me do it. He tried for three days straight to get Johnny Saint to answer his phone. That's how much he wanted me to interview him. He tried for three days saying, uh, to try and get three days straight to get hold of Johnny Saint. He got a hold of him on the Wednesday. Uh, Johnny said, absolutely, uh, give him my number. Um, I got past Johnny Saint's number, and within 10 minutes, we were talking. Um, three days later, I was at his house recording. Um, and, uh, yeah, got there. He sat me down, maybe a nice cup of tea. We had a, a bit of a casual chat about uh, life, the world, and everything. And then we recorded for an hour. Um, and, and that will comprise of a two-part interview of Johnny Saint going out uh, during the month of November, which is going to be an extremely stacked but very, very exciting month for me. Yeah, and that's why I I got I got you back on, because A, I'm kind of dipping my toe back into the podcast game, and I'm like, okay, I need an easy guest. John, 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 Johners, I call you both. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I don't know what to call me. My wife doesn't know what to call me sometimes. <laughs> uh, 
Well, there's a few, there's a few things my wife calls me. I'm not going to bring up on the show, but <laughs> and I'm and and I'm guessing same as same as a same as as you and yeah. We can talk about the show. We can talk talk about this. But one thing I do want to ask ask you: How are how's John? Because oh. go back thinking five years ago, and you're like, yeah, uh, I just went over to Johnny Saint's house. <laughs> Yeah, mind blown, hey. Um, and, and yeah, like I say, having the opportunity this year alone to speak to some of the biggest names in the industry. And I've really ticked off some, some bucket list names this year alone, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, do you know what? Do you know what? In five years, I, I've never actually been asked, how am I? How are you, John? How are you, Johnners? And uh, thank you so much for being the first person in five years to ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, but I'm doing great. I really am doing great. Um, uh, life's good. Uh, work is hectic. Um, but uh, I'm enjoying uh, being a content creator and an interviewer and a host more than I ever have done. Uh, not just because it's the five-year anniversary and, you know, I'm on this high, but um, because I feel more comfortable as a host and a content creator and an interviewer uh, than I ever have done. Um, and in, I'm enjoying it more than I ever have done. Um, certainly in the first two to three years, it was like, you know, you would hit a brick wall and think, right, that's it. I've had enough giving up. For, oh, the yeah. last couple of years, for the last couple of years, I have not had that. And uh, I think now more than ever, I'm enjoying it so much more. You know, uh, I've got, got a little bit of a name for myself uh, out there on the UK Indies. Yeah. Um, that that's that's uh, enabled me to get some some great names on the show um, because they know me, they know the face, they know the name, uh, they know the cap. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you know they, they trust me, and I think you know it's all about trust. And you know as well as I do, oh, when you're yeah. about around the indies and around the talent, the the, the promoters, the fans. You know they they get to. Learn about you. They get to know you, and they get to respect you as well. And I think that's something that I have gained uh, across the UK Indies, which has enabled me, unlike most of the podcasters, to be very lucky with the guests that I have been able to get on. Oh yeah, and because one of the names that people give me for the podcast, oh, he's the nicest guy in a podcasting, and I'm like, no, that's John Scott. I can be kind of a kind. I I I can be a little or a little rough rough around the edges, and then you come up, and I'm like, and then I get you another or another listener because that's what what I do. I push my friends, I push my well, my buddy shows, and I always forget to push mine. <laughs> isn't it, honestly? Isn't that the way? Like because that's how your 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 network came 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 to be you just wanted to help promote your friends right absolutely well i mean your name came up last night i was being interviewed by another um canadian host uh matthew terry oh yeah yep and uh, we we're talking about the network and some of the shows on there and of course you know you're one of the you you you, you, you're definitely in amongst the names that I mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, the, the joking aside, there's yeah. so many um, great content creators out there in the in the podcast uh, universe, and uh, I've been lucky enough to get some really, great, really, really great shows on on the network. Oh, yeah. um, I think more than anything. It's got nothing to do with how great the shows are. I think it's a lot to do with the friendships and the acquaintances I built up over the years. Um, and uh, yeah, like I say, more than anything, some great people um, yeah. are part of the Jonas Podcasting Network. Um, similar to you know all the great shows, all the great people that are associated with the um, is it the OIW Network over in over in Canada, of course. Yeah. Which Wrestling with Jonas is a part of as well. We're very proud to be a part of. Um, but I think more than anything, you know, one of the main things I'm most proud of is the friendships and the associations uh, that I've been able to make over the last five years. People like yourself, people like George McKay, oh, you know, people like yeah. Matthew Terry, and yeah. uh, you know uh, Nick Towers, who does work for the left side over here in the UK. Oh, I love what well, well, anymore. Don't actually, anymore. I'll be I'll be talking to Nick in like the next month. It's me, Brilliant. yeah, me and him have been trying to find. It just our schedules do not match. Like it's just one of those things, and we're just like screw it. We're doing it on a on a, a Sunday. <laughs> do it. 
yeah, yeah. that's got to be done. Oh, yeah. It's the acquaintances and the friendships that I've built over the last five years that uh, have been super special to me. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, friendships, I think, will last a lifetime. And honestly, I was uh, I was pondering, do I, do I honestly go back? And one of the reasons I'm going back, I can't leave John. <laughs> Exactly, because happy smiley face every so often. <laughs> yeah, and it was, um, and uh, since this is my show, uh, we 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 talk about a little more than just professional wrestling. Which, oh my god, is so good lately, lately man. Like WWE. Yeah, we're oh, we are spoiled all the way from Impact. Like I'm even watching Progressy again, and. I call you uh, Progress's mean, 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 mean gene right now. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't can... know if they would describe me as Progress's mean gene because uh, quite often I, I help them on the on the merch stand on the on the Progress oh, yeah. merch table, and yeah. uh, uh, two out of the five occasions there have been incidents where wrestlers have crashed through the merch tables when I've been there. So I think they they kind of see me as a bit of an unlucky charm uh, because uh, I think. <laughs> Forty percent strike rate that whenever I'm there covering the merch table, a wrestler goes crashing through it. So uh, <laughs> that's not a good strike rate, to be honest with you. No, no, it's not. It's you're almost as as a as a bad as a Spanish Spanish announce table, man. Yeah. <laughs> or they or they see me in the blue blue cap and they think, right, okay, let's go over there just to ruin Jonas's day. <laughs> Oh yeah, just like um. But how many times have you got a message from a fellow podcaster about some kind of question, like, Ooh. "Hey, what what do you think about this?" or "Hey, what's your opinion on this idea?" Do you know what? Yeah, not not, not as often as no? you might think. Okay. No, um, you know, you, you hear some podcasters saying, "Oh, like, I get approached by." fellow podcasters and content creators all the time i'm thinking really okay um i don't uh, <laughs> is that anything to do with me if i upset a few people you know by unapproachable i don't know but uh no it's, that's fine I, I i have given advice before oh, yeah. to other content creators yeah me and, and, and feedback <laughs> but um no, so uh, maybe I'm miss, missing out something there, or, or maybe uh, maybe I've just you know, oh, John is just isn't approachable. I'm scared. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, since uh, <laughs> since I ask I ask you your opinion whenever I, whenever I have any di- dilemma, you're like my guy. I'm like, hey, I know we haven't talked talked to her for like a month, but what what's your take on blank? Or hey, what do you think about this? Or Hey, should I do this or should I do do this? Because we talk, yeah. we we've talked merch, we talk our setup. Like yeah. uh, my international audience, I have given you you advice how to grow yours, and you have helped me with my UK audience how to grow it there. Like normally, I don't speak numbers on the show, but fuck it, I'm back. Uh, my average down download international uh, before my break was about. No way, that's awesome. Yeah. that is absolutely awesome. And I don't, I don't take that lightly, and I respect every single person who takes their time to listen to my show. And a lot of my audience was Japanese, uh, Hong Kong, China, Australia, like. Canada barely breaks my top 10, my home country, because I think the market in North America right now is so flooded that if you aim for an international audience, like um, I was the number one podcast for two weeks in a row in Saudi Arabia. No way. That's really cool. Just this kind of kind of uh, thing that I love doing because I find that more interesting. Like I've made... I like I have one British British listener. I'm not going not going to say his name, 
but we talk like yeah yeah sure sure uh yeah you're uh well i i think you're probably a foot shorter and uh if you if you go outside in 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 the sun for three weeks you may have the same skin 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 oh wait no no you're you're british you're just burn <laughs> i will I, I i don't like the, the heat the extreme heat no i i, I burn to a crisp after oh. stained doors yeah that's uh yeah that's that's yeah. Hey, man. My Irish is... That's some great numbers. Great numbers. Oh, yeah. And I don't really talk numbers too much on my show because I'm going to do the same show whether I got 10 people listening or thousands, right? Same. And yeah. what what do you think when people just want to talk numbers all the all the time? Because personally, that's the last thing I, I even think of. I do this for the fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's strange, isn't it? If I think about it, I see myself as a little bit of a, um, you know, a bit of a public service, to be honest with you, because I all of my interviews are with uh, people in the business, yeah. um, you know, uh, talent, uh, promoters, you know, people behind the scenes, uh, announcers, and I've got quite a large listenership from people within the business yeah, because they want to hear other people's journey. They want to hear hints, tips, advice uh, on how they got from A to B to C and what they can do to fill the blanks and to get better as a performer. I've spoken to so many wrestlers that listen to my show while they're at their shoot jobs um, and, you know, just to kind of fill in the gaps and to soak in the, the knowledge and when you've got you know for example this year i've had you know the, the best of the best you know big demo i've yeah. had car noir you know uh, all, all these big names that have been there done that um incredible incredible you know scott garland's recently come yeah. back onto the show for oh, the yeah. second time so i've got a large portion of my listenerships and viewerships is, is from people within the business because they want to hear how they can improve they they see it as a little bit of a uh, a learning tool an opportunity to kind of grasp any advice from people that have done there and and, and been there um and yeah so i i I kind of see myself as you know maybe that that conduit that man in the middle that can allow um it's always like a uh, you know my my interviews always like a, a mini seminar really yeah i've got some of the bigger names like, on uh, that, that, i'm that, that's what i pride myself on and i'm going to give you a props on the Kara noir interview because he doesn't do he doesn't do pods i have tried i have tried yeah. to get him on my show multiple times because i am a huge fan fan of of their work uh, like yeah. the pageantry the just he is and one of my favorite wrestlers right now yeah. he really sure is he was so giving as well. Yeah. He was so giving. Oh, you probably listened. I'm sure you oh, listened yeah. to yeah, it. I did. So giving. Um, he enjoyed the experience, and you know, he really. Uh, I like it when I speak to wrestlers that give you a you know a proper insight into their psyche and into their personality and into their ups and downs, the highs and lows. You know, the times when they nearly gave it all up after two or three years and then what that tiny tiny thing was that kind of hooks them back in and then turns their fortunes around um and, and the, the journey of the story of Cara Noir is very very inspirational very very eye-opening um and uh, I've spoken to tons of people like that and uh, yeah I, I don't know quite what it is but that's certainly one of those bucket list interviews yeah. that uh, I'm very, 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 very and proud of. The yeah, professional sure. jealousy I had. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell, John? <laughs> how the hell did you get him? I'm just. Do you. Uh, do you, Now I am going to ask. Do you want to give up the a secret or do you want to keep 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 that Jono's card card in the back pocket? Because I do the same thing. I I I will be I'll, I will be honest. I'll help people out ninety five percent, but that five percent that's me. <laughs> I, I just I just messaged him. I, I I I'm friends with him on Facebook. The, the, oh, yeah. the real uh, yeah. Tom Dawkins. Yep. Yeah, Tom Dawkins. But 
actor. Yeah, um, he's a very well. I say he's a very busy man. He's, he's yeah, he recovering is. from uh, from surgery at the moment because yeah. uh, he had that mm. um, heavy metal cage match with Spike Trevay in. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, and um, mm. I, I actually uh, yeah. so. I think it was at Super Strong Style. I was obviously there for you know the, the entire weekend this year that took place at the end of May, and just after night two of Super Strong Style, just just casually you know drinking in a nearby pub with Big Damo, Spike Trevay, you know some of the talent there, Tate Mayfair's, um, and, and oh, and Tate is Tate is amazing. He, uh, he's great. he <laughs> he's he has done my show. I love that guy. Oh, he's great, he's great. Um, at, but, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say this story, but I was informed by the other person in that match um, that the match, that they did all the spots and all the sequences that they had planned. Um, and, of course, Tom Cara wrestled the last five or ten minutes of that match with um, several fractures um, in his whatever leg or foot it was yeah. but they didn't miss a single spot the match didn't end abruptly they went all the way through to the end and I think that just gave me a whole new appreciation for those two athletes in that oh, yeah. and, for, and, for, and for Tom Cara because, uh, phenomenal because of what Cara was going through and the other guy for keeping him safe that's yeah. yeah and I'm I have so much respect for professional wrestling and it's just these guys who are absolutely amazing, giving it their all. And me, me and you, we have very different, we're very different fans. Like, I am a deathmatch guy. I am a hardcore guy. And I know you're not. We have talked about this last time. And we talked about how your fandom started. Did I, did I actually go back and listen to my own show? Yes, I did. Oh, dude, I hate hearing my own voice on the show. But it was so much fun listening to that. Have you looked outside your wrestling bubble lately? And I'm not talking about hardcore. I'm talking about have you seen anything from Africa or Japan or uh, the Oriental elite wrestling Anything, anything new? Uh, new, new? You've been uh, uh, saw, checking out? I saw some, some really good wrestling from Dubai the other night. Does oh, that yeah. count? Yeah, yeah, that because I don't even know there's wrestling in in oh, 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 Dubai. Oh, 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 sorry, oh, oh, was that was that Saudi Arabia? Where was WWE the other night? Oh, Saudi Crown Arabia. Crown Jewel. It's uh, <laughs> both. Does it's... That, count? that doesn't count. <laughs> but, um, I, I've got to say. <sighs> It's finding the time. Yeah, I'd love to. Do. Um, honestly, I my, my bread and butter is WWE. I'm a yeah. WWE lifer, and I'm not afraid to say I'm a WWE lifer. No, because they're good. Uh, and now they are double good. You know, this year has been great. That the pay per views yeah. they've been putting on the weekly shows. Like, uh, I, I watch NXT every week because I think that's really, really kind of. Yeah, it's really caught my attention again. Really caught my attention again with the stories and the people that they're building there. Really, and, really good. And Becky, <laughs> Becky going back, that brought me back to to yeah. ac- actually watching because I haven't watched oh, watched uh, I haven't watched NXT since the black and yellow days. Mm. Like it just, uh, mm. and then I'm watching all these brand new stars, and they're all good. Like. Uh, oh, Quick show had that uh, a ladder match. Was it the um, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza versus um, the Creed Brothers? Yeah. And, and if you haven't seen it, please go out and check that one out. That was one of the most brutal physical matches I've seen in a long, long time. And, and some of the stunts were pretty close to the knuckle um, and uh, could have very nearly caused a nasty injury. But, you know, NXT is absolutely smashing at the moment. Uh, Raw and SmackDown have been a lot, lot more watchable over the last uh, six yeah. to eight, twelve months, and uh, the pay per views have been stellar. Yeah. I think this is probably um, one of the very best years for WWE, WWF pay per views um, ever. Um, and I think, uh, let's see, uh, Saturdays, you know, was was was, was good uh, with, with some really you know fun highlights in there. Yeah. Um, their last show, which I think was 
Fast Lane was probably one of their weaker shows, but still quite good in aspects. But then otherwise, you look at Elimination Chamber, the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Payback in Puerto Rico was yeah. phenomenal. Oh, um, yeah, that, the bank that was good. Yeah. They've been smashing it. They've been absolutely smashing it. They, but to, to answer your question, uh, it's really fine at the time. So with me, um, I, I work a full-time job. Yeah. I come home, I turn the laptop on, I do prep or graphics or something for my next interview, or I'm editing videos from when I was last at a show doing backstage interviews because I shows most weekends working for various promotions around the country. Um, so if it's not indie wrestling that I'm actually at, it's trying to catch up with WWE. Awesome. Here's the, here's the thing about fandom. What I like is different from what you like, but... We both love wrestling, and we both have the mindset, why would I try to change your mind? Why would you cha- try to change mine when it's an art form, and it's there's something literally for everyone? Like, if yeah. you want the high-impact the high impact, impact matches with the high-flying, there's Ricochet. There's Dante Martin. There's those high-flying guys. If you... There's, like, Daniel Bryanson, or Brian Dan... Uh, I screw that guy's name up so much ever since they uh, uh, flipped it. In AEW, he's been having amazing matches over and over and over. And am I saying AEW is the better product? No. No, I am not. Their women's division needs a lot of work. Their tag team is all over the place. They have good tag teams, and they have, like, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I love both of those characters. But together, why are they the tag champs when you have, like, the Young Bucks? FTR, you have amazing tag teams, like the Lucha Brothers. You have amazing tag teams there. Why are these two the tag champs now? It To me, it's not making a lot of sense. I think the last year, AEW, their, their product, ever since uh, the big UK show, has kind of nosedived, just storyline-wise and this. And I am a fan. I'm a huge Moxley guy, and I love a lot of what they do, but... I gotta say it. WWE has been the better product all year. Yeah, I, I mean, my my hot take on uh, AEW, and it's not really a hot take to be honest with you, but I mean, I was at All In at Wembley, and I yeah. thought it was a phenomenal show. Oh Great yeah, atmosphere. You know, the staging, the pageantry, the fireworks, and of course, I was at Wembley twenty one. 31 years earlier for some Sam 92 and it, it kind of brought back then vibes um, and you know the, the action was, was incredible uh, all in and uh, MJF wow what a talent yeah. and that, that whole show with him opening the show in the pre-show in the ROH tag team title match to closing the show in that really gripping uh, main event against Adam Cole just made me a fan of his whereas before I was always thinking well you know it's not quite clicking for me now it's clicking for me but the thing with AEW before they had the great matches they had great long drawn out storylines that would keep you hooked and captivated now it doesn't I'm, I'm not quite sure if they know what direction to go in and they're throwing so much at the wall yeah. um, you know, short storylines you know quick matches um, they're being hampered by a lot of injuries at the moment as well yeah. so that's not helping the product uh, bringing back all these old timers I don't think I think AEW has lost its identity a little bit from where, from what it started yeah. four or five years ago to now I, I do honestly think it's lost its identity a little bit and it's trying to find its, its identity it's almost like a hodgepodge of uh, of wrestling content and um, uh, honestly I think some of the talent uh, kind of a realizing that uh, it's not necessarily the alternative that it used to be yeah. and I think things are flipping on its head a little bit and uh, looking at how good WWE has become under the creative leadership of Triple H um, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people jumping back the other way and I, I, I've got to say this um I would absolutely love, and I would do cartwheels if we lost Bray signs with WWE and not AEW. I don't know why. I just think it'll be the perfect. Thing I for think him. Will Osprey. <laughs> I fully agree. I think he should be a WWE guy, because for one match and one match only that I want to see. And if they and if they don't do this, I'll be I'll be I'll be very annoyed. And everyone's thinking, oh, Ricochet versus Will Osprey. No, who I want to see is Finn Balor versus 
Will Ospreay. Oh, come on. Okay. That. Uh, what about Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins? That's yeah. That's that's a ready-made storyline. Yeah. Been oh, it is. Feuded on Twitter for about three years now. Yep. <laughs> uh, but the, you think of the dream matches he could have in AEW. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. And he might still have that uh, opportunity to wrestle occasionally for New Japan. You know, so that yep. might be the the tipping point for him but when you think about a, a WWE you know Will Ospreay going into WWE that's really really exciting because um, it, it's people that he's never really had the opportunity to face before and the other thing I think could sway it for Will Ospreay um, is the houses that WWE are drawing at the moment yeah. you know the pay-per-view crowds the live house show crowds you know dare I say AEW attendances and I'm not shitting on them I no, love no. what they're doing it is, but they it are, is, they it are is going down. down a bit you know would you rather join a company that's maybe drawing you know four to five thousand for a dynamite show or would you rather join a company that's having fifteen to twenty thousand for a Monday Night Raw or Smackdown or a pay-per-view or you're talking tens of thousands for um, you know for a Wrestlemania or a Raw Rumble yeah. for example um, but there's just as many dream matches in my opinion for Will Ospreay in WWE as there is in AEW Will Ospreay's done New Japan so yeah. you know I, and if I was there and he's in his 30s now I think it's going to come down to money, to be honest with you, and who's going to throw the most amount of money at him, Tony Khan or or Nick Khan? Uh, Which one of the Khans (laughs) is going to throw the most amount of money at Will Ospreay? But also he's got to think about, you know, is WrestleMania ever on my bucket list? If it is, now is the time to do it. Oh, yeah. it's. um, I think it is his time, and there are so many dream matches he could have. Like, even a Braun Breaker... Versus Will Will Osprey, that would be one banger oh, of a match. Ilya Dragunov versus Will Osprey. Yeah. Walter versus Will Osprey. See. Gunther. Gunther. Yeah, I know. I can't. I know. Longest reigning in an. When you started your show, if I would have told you that Gunther is going to be the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. You would have said I would mental. <laughs> wow, well, I, I think a lot of people would have had the same same yeah. mindset. It's kind of a pipe dream, isn't it? You have these really, really hot indie talents, um, and you think that nah, they'd never work in WWE because WWE don't like indie performers. Um, you know, Vince McMahon didn't like what NXT had become because it was just Triple H's version of a an indie promotion. It was yeah. like. ROH turned up to you know turned up to eleven, uh, but now you know uh, Vince McMahon is you know sitting in, in the back seats now, kind of yep. dealing with working on the big Saudi deals. Um, Triple H has got creative control, and uh, yeah, you look at the people that he's brought back, look at the people that he's pushed, and look at the type of matches we're getting. Um, and it's kind of if you're a wrestling fan, you know, don't sleep on WWE because they're putting out some good, good matches, good shows, good pay per views, oh. um, and with, with some of the very best talent in the and world. And I think that's something that AEW needs to be a little bit mindful of. And um, yeah, I think AEW. Would do itself a favor if they stop bringing back all the old timers. Yeah, in my, in my and opinion, and I think that they had a great plan towards All In. They didn't look past that show. I think that's no. part of what the problem was. It's like, oh, All In, we're doing the biggest wrestling show of all time, which is cool. But yeah. what's next? Yeah, yeah. and it uh, just well, kind of been. I, I think- they, they, they've uh, hired uh, 74-year-old Ric Flair. That's what's next. Yeah. <laughs> to a long-term deal. And, and he probably wants to get back in the ring for one final match. Um, but, uh, no, he's uh, already that, had uh, his final match. That's AEW's <laughs> problem. problem. But I'd like to yeah. say, just to paraphrase, wrestling is in a really, really good place. Oh, I'd yeah. like say, wrestling is like ice cream. And it's just a, what, what flavor of ice cream you like. Oh, yeah. And there was one thing, uh, like Impact is one of my favorite promotion to watch right now because their women's division is probably the best out out, out there right now. And sure. I'm just loving that there's, like, there's wrestling for everybody. And with the SAG and 
the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers' Strike with TV, I think wrestling right now is in a little bit of a boom, like a baby boom period. Because a lot of people are... A lot of fans are coming back, I'm finding. Like with my coworkers, people who haven't watched wrestling since the Attitude Era are watching WWE again. Because they're not having that... uh, weekly TV show, but wrestling's always there. Yeah, and, you know, 24-7, 365, um, you know, Monday Night Raw was the longest ever episodic TV show yeah. in North American history, uh, you know. So, but, but yeah, and it's, it's reliable, isn't it? You know, you're gonna, you've got four or five hours of content of, of WWE, four or five hours of content of AEW every single week, uh, so it, it, it's reliable. Um, like you say, it's just a matter of what will what, what will be that that big boom period again. You know, we're never likely to see the numbers no. or the viewerships of, a, of, a, of an attitude era from 25 years ago. Saying that though, um, as I said a moment ago, the house shows are booming, the the mm-hmm. pay per view audience is booming, especially for WWE. <clears throat> um, they're breaking, they seem to be breaking one record or another every other day, yeah. um, as they like to tell us. Um, and uh, the product is hot, the, the talent is hot, um, and uh, uh, 2024 is going to be very very interesting for, uh, for for those two groups in particular because there's so many contracts coming up in 2024. Oh, yeah. You know, in New Japan, we mentioned yeah. Willow's Bright in AEW and. and um, so there's, you know, people going left, right, and center. Yeah. So that's uh, going to be inside time. MGF's to be in, in the business. Yeah, MGF's contract is is coming up, and he has apparently. stated many. Yeah, apparently. But <laughs> see, and that's the beauty of of wrestling. You never know what it's. What's a shoot and what's a work, brother? Exactly. See, <laughs> where that's kind of kind of one of the things I miss a little bit is not knowing the behind the scenes, not knowing, oh, this guy is actually a really nice guy, but behind, in front of the camera, he's he's a, well, a monster. <laughs> and I don't tell people, I'm like, uh, he's, Carl is going to kill me. Like, PCO is the nicest guy. Like, he is the nicest guy on the planet. But... I would not want to see the, see see PCO in the ring, or or across from me. He's like two hundred eighty pounds of solid solid muscle, and he takes suplexes onto concrete oh, and the craziness. No, like the the ladder bump he he took. I actually sent him a message and said, "Are you okay?" Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm 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 good. Because he's so big, I don't think he can get hurt anymore. <laughs> uh, do, do you know what? I, I, I've not really seen an awful lot of PCO since he came back yeah. ten, 10 years ago as this Frankenstein monster yeah. type of thing. But uh, I'm going to get so much hate mail for this. I used to love him as one half of the Quebecers. Same um, here. French-Canadian uh, guy. Yeah. Even more so, I loved him as the pirate, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because... You know, he, he had a good look. He was muscular. Yep. Um, you know, he would do these crazy dives and cannibals over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be like the, the kind of the kamikaze, uh, you know, one one half of the Quebecers, and he was even more kamikaze when he was solo. He obviously didn't get kind of, he, wasn't, he didn't have many fans backstage, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but uh, he had a tremendous power. And I just remember watching him on an episode of Superstars with a jobber, and he, he just, Pressed him over, Grilla pressed him like 10 times and then just dumped him on his head. I'm thinking, man, that guy's special. He's yeah. you know, powerful, athletic. Um, just somebody give him a chance. And um, it took him, what, 20 years later to finally yep. get that chance. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, so, so underrated and misused back when he was, you know, younger. Um, but he, he's kind of made up for it in uh, more recent years. Oh. And, John, before I forget, Let's let let's get those socials out before we. Uh, I I do have one final question for you, but I'm terrible with asking people for socials. Where can people find you? 
Well, um, okay. <laughs> so, so mostly, if you just search my name, Jonas, J-O-H-N-E-R-S, I will pop up on either Instagram, Facebook, or X. Um, I don't use X too often, really. I post on it. I'm scared of X, honestly. I go on there, I post, I come off again. Yeah. People tag me, I go on there, I retweet, I, I come off again. I don't get involved in any conversations on X uh, because it, it's, it's some big, scary sharks on X. And I just... Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, that's not me. I'm more of a, a timid sort of guy, so you'll always find me on Instagram, you'll always find me on Facebook, just wrestling with Jonas or Jonas or the Jonas Podcasting Network. Now, I, I don't run the Jonas Podcasting Network uh, accounts. I've got uh, a fantastic uh, social media guy you that do. looks after all the yeah. Jonas Podcasting uh, uh, because If I were to look after those accounts as well, I would be operating on zero sleep and, I, yeah, my brain wouldn't be by now so I've got a really really nice guy that looks after those accounts um, and he's, he's he's just tremendous I, I couldn't do this without him I'm going to give him a shout out Michael Jolly he's a great guy he, he um, is great great dude uh, yeah just yeah. genres, J-O-H-N-E-R-S. But um, November is a really, really busy month. We've already interviewed renowned UK referee Tom Scarborough, who is uh, you know, a stalwart of, uh, of um, British wrestling and has been for the last 10 or 12 years, uh, number one referee in, in progress wrestling, uh, former WWE NXT UK referee official, um, and he was also one of the officials when uh, WOS or World of Sport Wrestling rebooted in 2018. Really, really top guy. Go and check that one out. Um, this week, I'm speaking to uh, oh, just just, uh, just uh, an independent wrestler you may have heard of, um, Session Mark Martina, by any chance. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, so I'm a little bit nervous about this one uh, because yeah. Session Mark doesn't do many no. interviews, um, and um, it will be. Uh, Martina, uh, you know, talking yeah. out of character about her journey in the business. Um, and I might even have some special guests dropping in along the way as well. But uh, other guests through the month of November, I've got Nicolangelo, who is this high-flying athletic guy from South Wales. Um, and he is a, a, a bit of a hidden gem on the UK scene. You'll find out what I mean when you tune into my live interview with Nicolangelo. Speaking of hidden gems, I've got these big names in the month of November, but I've also got a 16-year-old hopeful by the name of Leon Cage, who I, I know that name at yeah. a show um, for, for No Mercy in May, um, and he was actually the referee for all the matches on that show, and now he's absolutely killing it, having match of the year contender matches um, all over South Wales, um, and I thought, I've got to get this guy on, I've got to get this guy on. A guy, he's a lad, he's 16 years old, and uh, <laughs> but he's already had like five-star matches with some of the biggest names in the country, so I can't wait wow. to speak to Leon Cage. Um, Kira Chimera, who's a French female performer, does a lot of work over here in the UK. I've seen her perform um, and interviewed her backstage many times for a company called United Wrestling that's based in Oxfordshire over here in the UK. Um, and she is just a phenomenal talent that I think too many companies are sleeping on. Uh, so she deserves to be everywhere. And I'm going to be interviewing Kira Kaipamira later on in a month. Um, Johnny Saints, those interviews are in the can. Yep. I just need to find a bit of time to edit them and get them out, do the graphics and everything. It, 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 it takes a little bit of time, but um, they will be out before the end of November. Um, Alana Rostin, another big name on the UK scene. Oh, yeah. Probably the longest progress women's world champion of all time I think we're certainly up there uh, but Lana Austin another name that doesn't do um, too many interviews she'll be coming onto my show uh, on the 27th let's see if I missed anybody out oh uh, Dirty Dango will be coming onto the show so uh, uh, cool. I actually helped to, I actually helped to run a promotion over here in the UK called Immortal Wrestling and we're actually flying Dirty Dango over for our next show on the 25th of November and I'll Very be cool. having a little, an exclusive chat with Dirty Dango um, at some point during the afternoon and that'll be going out on Wrestling Majonas before the end of November so to cut a long story short Ah, don't sleep on Jonas. Don't sleep on me, Jonas. <laughs> no, we are not sleeping on Jonas. And <laughs> one day you will get. I know it's 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 going to happen. You're going to break the top ten in North America at some point because your show's too damn too damn good, bud. Yeah, the thing is, I, I my interviews are very niche because. Mm -hmm. 
I don't talk. I don't talk about mainstream products. I don't talk about WWE or AEW. So straight away, talking about independent wrestling is very, yeah. very niche. Um, I talk about UK wrestling, UK indie wrestling, which once again is very niche. And I mm-hmm. interview sort of the talent, many names people don't aren't too familiar with. Um, so it's kind of niche upon a niche upon a niche. Uh, but for what I do, for the people I speak to, uh, it's very, very good, and it does help me to stand out because. I am in this kind of niche uh, category, but um, that's something that I'm very, very proud of. And uh, yeah, just just having had the opportunity to have done what I've done over the last five years has been a blast. Um, it's been a thrill ride, and uh, I, I feel like I'm just getting started. Oh yeah, man. My last thing for you: Where do you want John Johners to go in the next five? Oh, what wow. is? Great question. Um, so, I mean, doing my product as it is at the moment live with yeah. pictures and, and, and video, I, I produce my current interviews more like a TV show than I do a podcast. Yeah. Um, obviously, I want that to grow and I want to continue doing that. So I'm not quite sure how much further or bigger I can take that because it is already almost at its final stage but I think that the future honestly and I think this could happen is uh, John is on the road um, you know doing uh, I've already been approached uh, by uh, a UK company I won't name names until it's actually in full fruition uh, about doing what I do on the road on the stage with the guest or guests and the live audience yeah. um, and uh, that's something that I am um, in, in talks about um, so I think yeah taking it on the road and doing live shows live events man it's so much fun the mm. energy of the room you can feed off you can feed off it and because I was supposed to actually do a UK tour about a year ago and you were you you were going to join me on join me on it on it um, except uh, the guy was a little uh, questionable in some <laughs> some antics and I decided to not do it that way if I am gonna do it I'm doing it myself so yeah yeah uh, when when they both going on the road in 2024 who knows <laughs> oh yeah man i took uh i took mostly 2023 off of doing live events and tours and the um i don't know if if you or you know this but i actually because of my speech impediment i do work with a canadian company doing talks for kids and and inspirational things for people for kids who have difficulty speaking because as I tell tell everybody, I'm the last person on the planet who should probably be doing a podcast, but hey, I do, and I've been doing it a, a while. So I turn, I try to turn everything into helping helping others where I where where I can. See, right there. Um, my speech impediment now. I don't even notice it half the half the time unless somebody brings it up because it's just it's just me, right? And I get the you're an inspiration to people. I've I've had other podcasters tell me that, and I'm like, I just I do my thing, man. That's it. I don't think about it. I don't think about. I just talk to anybody, and that's why I do Gilmy Talks. And I I tried keeping it to the wrestling thing for a while, but I have so many interests that, and I know so many actors, directors. I know people who are artists, and I'm like. I go with the mindset, if I find this person interesting, my audience will find them interesting. And that's why you're coming yeah. back on. <laughs> I've got somebody finds me interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do probably more than your wife does lately, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. You're not wrong. You're not oh. wrong. But, uh, it's been awesome speaking to you, and thank you so much for having me back on as a guest. And uh, glad to see you doing well. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be your, your first guest back. But yep. uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Anytime, man. Anytime. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening all the way through. I really uh, appreciate it. Big thank you to John Scott for coming on. It's been a minute since I've had an interview, an actual guest on the show, a couple months, because um, I needed a break. After 300, 100 episodes, I needed to reevaluate what I wanted for, to do with the show, um, how much 
because guys, I was burnt out. I was trying to help a, a bunch of people in in my life. I was trying to be the best husband, father, friend, family member I could be. And it was just getting too much. And uh, my work schedule changed. which And I needed to figure out what I wanted to do. Where I wanted to take the show from here on out. Because I was just doing the show. I wasn't doing it for my love of the show anymore. I was just doing the show. And that's okay. It's, uh, I was still putting out great content, in my opinion. I launched a Patreon, which was still still, still up there, guys. No, nobody joined because I haven't been doing, doing anything in the past few months since I launched it. But that's going to change. Going to have some strictly Patreon-based shows. Still going to have Gilmy Talks on your feed for free, but I have a couple ideas that, on my creative side, that, like, I really enjoy doing the story time option. Um, I'm going to try to do more little shows through the week, like, because I don't need to put out an hour or two hour shows every every single week. I can put out a 15 minute, half hour little coffee talk, little walk and talk, drive and talk, because you guys really enjoy those, and I really enjoy doing them. Um, go check out Shirtcasters. What I'm going to be doing with that is I'm going to be putting the logos of each episode on the site, because there's no, oh, you can only have 10 designs, or oh, you can only have this. It's a launch card site. It's a print to order, order, order type deal, and it's in in the show notes. You can get John's merchandise. You can get Gilmy merchandise. You can get a lot of OIW podcast merchandise on there, and I think it's a great, great, great idea to support an independent artist. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. Thanks for everybody to reaching for the reaching out, checking up on me. Thanks to Tom for uh, putting up up with me and my random messaging. And big news in my life that I'm going to share share with you guys. Little Gilmy is going to start wrestling training with Tom. I think that's absolutely amazing. And I think that it just makes me so happy that my my kids getting trained up by my co-host on this show, one of my best friends, and somebody who's put up with my craziness for years and years and years now. And we're actually getting together this Wednesday to record a very special episode. And we are going to... Um, I'm also getting together with them on Friday for Little Gilmy's first training. And we'll see how that goes because... It's going, Tom's going to put him through the ringer, I know it, but he's been hitting the gym, he's hitting personal bests on weights, and little guy's getting big, little guy's getting getting big, folks, and if you want to go hear him, uh, go back to the kids episode at the very beginning of Gilmy Talks, like in 2017, his voice was a lot uh, higher then. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing getting older, getting getting to do the things that I I truly enjoy. And you know what? I enjoy the show. I love talking to you guys. If you have ever wanted to DM me, reach out. I want to know what you guys want from this show now. I want to know what you guys are trying to figure out trying to trying to do and you know what i think i'm gonna cut it off there if you want just let let me know what you want want to hear on gilmy talks if you want me to get specific guests on if you want me to reach out to people on the british scene ontario scene canada scene u.s scene wrestling or hey you know a director you know an actor you know someone who has an interesting life. You know somebody, because you guys know I've interviewed everyone from psychics to 
wrestlers to directors to anyone who's creative. And that's what I want to use this for. Just, and you can tell I'm a little rusty. I'm a, I'm a little rambly. <laughs> so on that note, go check out Surecasters, guys. If you really want to support Gyomi Talks, there's the Patreon, which is going to be firing on all cylinders coming up in December because I tried doing too much at once and I just, I can't, I can't explain the burnout, but if you've been a content creator and you've had it and you just look at your laptop or a pen and pencil and you just don't have the energy for it. And even if you just want to message me and talk about that, that's okay, that's okay too. And I will talk to you guys on the next one. Bye guys.